Your boredom is over, but we're just getting started here on Mo Show's Recap. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wiggler. We're talking about how to get away with murder today. And I'm talking with two of my favorite Stone Cold, Cold Killers, Bob Cicerino and Antonio Mazzaro. What's up, you guys? Hey. Hello. Boy, I have been binging on some ice cream this afternoon, and uh, I feel I'm very, I'm very excited to be talking about all of this. Cold yeah. Stone Killer? <laughs> Didn't yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel woozy though. Yeah, feeling yeah. feeling dizzy, like overstuff. Yeah, too much, too much going on. Antonio, how are you doing? Well, I'm I'm wondering. Rob has a new baby in the house, and he's been binging on that ice cream. I hope the baby's okay, Rob. Yeah, I hope so. Not just disappearing, where is he? Or anything where is like he? That. He was yeah. right here a second. He ago. was right there a second ago. <laughs> uh, you know who else is right here? I'm so rude. We have we have a, a not a invisible guest. This is an actual human being we have here online i'm really stoked about this i know that you guys are antonio teased this that we had a special guest coming on for this week's show at the end of last week's most shows recapped antonio do you want to do you want to do the honors here oh i mean i i'm i'm thrilled just beyond belief that this is something that i've been begging rob for a long time that we had to get a certain former uh survivor player maybe a, a second uh time around survivor player hopefully uh somebody that you and i josh have uh Fond over for a very long time. I'm talking about the purple pants, badass himself, Bryce. I say, Bryce, how are you? Hey, I'm ding, I'm great. Thank you yes. for having me. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. Bryce, we really actually have, like, Antonio and I offline have been talking for a long time about, like, we got to get Bryce on one of these shows sometime soon. I'm so happy to have the, to be the talk of the town once talk again. The <laughs> the, even the, 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 talk, the talk of the text. The talk of the text I, yeah. again, so I'm excited yeah. to be here. So, so thank thanks for coming on, Bryce. How you doing? I am great, 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 great. You've got you've got some wine, I hear. I have some wine that just got out the box because it's not a pay week, so you know I had to do, do the box <laughs> wine this week. Nice. So, listen, I love I'm, the box wine. So do I. I think it's more classy and elegant. If you ask me, like, who needs a bottle? I'm a big fan, big fan of the box wine. So we've got Bryce here this week, four-headed beast this week on Mosho's Recap, talking about how to get away with murder, which I have watched all of it. Antonio has watched all of it. Bryce has watched all of it. And Rob, you've seen two episodes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so what can you give us your exposure to the show right now? Boy, uh, I think I've got it all figured out. I mean, it's a show that's uh, very easy to keep track of. I mean, you could just jump right in at any point. You won't be confused. It's not complicated. <laughs> not complicated at all. Uh, Rob, which episodes have you watched of this show? I watched the premiere and I watched last night's episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I really know the beginning and the end. I'm very down on and everything that happened in the middle is a little fuzzy, but piecing it <laughs> you, together. But you, you know missed what? the entire how to get away with. Right. For, uh, for uh, Viola Davis, everything that happened in the middle is pretty fuzzy. So I feel like I'm in the same <laughs> right. boat. Right. Yeah. You're just kind of in that like hallucination phase. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much it. So we're talking about this show. We're going to try and talk about it a little bit vaguely at first before we start getting into the specifics. It came back, How to Get Away with Murder came back for the second half of season two last night on Thursday of this past week. So we will talk all about that. But uh, first off, so Bryce, give, can you give us like your, your hot take on How to Get Away with Murder, why you watch the show, what you like about the show, or what you don't like about the show? What's just like your overall opinion of the show? Um, I mean, I love to see Viola Davis in this lead role. Like, I'm a huge fan of her. So it excites me to see, like, a lead African-American woman take a center stage. And the fact that she's crazy, bipolar, she needs love, she don't need love, she pushes people away, she wants them back. So she excites me. I think her main, her character definitely draws me in. I thought I had allies in other characters, but this season they are pissing me off. <laughs> so it's like, it's really Annalise. Keating that's just keeping me in. Yeah, I, I love Annalise Keating. I, I love her so much when my wife and I just binged this whole show in the past two weeks. It's the reason why I wasn't caught up on X-Files when we talked about X-Files a few weeks ago. And I just call this show Annalise, just straight up. I say to Emily, I say, uh, hey, are we watching Annalise tonight? Are we going to watch a couple <laughs> episodes of Annalise? She's the best. She's the greatest human being on the planet. And I always try to figure out when I watch her, like when she's in those skirts and heels, she's got that like gangster limp. Do you yes. see it when she yes. walks into the classroom or down the steps? It's like she's walking with a cane with no cane. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. It's a per she's got like the Batman walk. She's just right. like, this really iconic walk where she just like saunters up to you. 
Or she it's, just doesn't, yes, or she doesn't know how to wear heels. I mean, I could give her a lesson or two, yeah. but it's a, it's, a, it's a very strong walk. Yeah. yeah. Antonio, what are your thoughts on A, the walk, and B, the show? She's got swagger, Josh. That's all I can say. Annalise <laughs> has, uh, it's, it's great because you talk about the walk. She's walking into class and projecting an image with that walk. But what I really like about the show is that we get the full Annalise. We get to see her, as Bryce was saying, pushing people away, but then needing them. Uh, not wanting love, but then wanting it. We see a different Annalise behind closed doors a lot of the time in the quiet moments. I started watching the show because of Viola Davis. That was why I wanted to watch the show. Uh, Viola Davis is a great actress, and it was great to see kind of diversity in a lead and a a really compelling story. And she definitely carried it for me throughout a lot of the kind of pulpy or silly storylines that are, you know, sometimes pop up throughout the show. She is the anchor uh, and it's just fantastic. I mean, to to see be an actress of her caliber on TV alone on a network show is pretty rare. I mean, she's been nominated for multiple Academy Awards. She did win the Emmy for this show. Um, she's a multiple-time Tony Award-winning actress. She's just a fantastic, fantastic actress. And so to get her into this show, they already had to make kind of a sweetheart deal where they're only doing like 15 or 16 episodes a season. Uh, and they really do, do write the role, write the show. Everything kind of revolves around her. And that's what that's what brought me and that's what's kept me involved. One of my favorite episodes of the first season was when her mother comes in. Mm. Uh, you know, yes. that is, uh, it's a fantastic. Rob, you like that one, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was not one that Rob watched, unfortunately. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. highly recommend that, that if people haven't watched this show and you're watching it and you're wondering, ah, this is, is this different? Stick around for that episode. You just don't see stuff like that on TV, and it was so good. This is a, a great show for that for that reason. And yeah, the walk is she's got it. She projects so much uh, as an actress in the role. In, in like I said, different ways in public and private. Right? That makes the show really compelling. Yeah, for sure. Bryce, do you have a favorite episode from the show? Um, do I have? Well, I think it. Well, I think the last episode was Cicely Tyson, who I want to say is like ninety-two, who looks like she's thirty-five. So uh-huh. that with Annalise's mom, that was a great episode. Um, I, mm, I think maybe my favorite episode was when I think it was maybe the season finale or the first one when we saw that Rebecca was dead, that she didn't leave, and that she actually like died. I felt like finally I had closure for something. And then of course, after we figured that out, six other things opened up. So I was like lost again and needed to strap my seatbelt back on. But um, they're like, I think all of the episodes are so good and action packed that like, I can't really pick a favorite episode because they're all so, I'm about to make up a word and be like jolterlating. Because- <laughs> <laughs> They're very jolting. They are. They're like all jolting. Like you just never know where it's going to go. You're always surprised and you're wanting more. So that's like uh, that. That would be my favorite episode, the jolting episode. Yeah, which is all of them. Every yes. single one of them. Uh, Antonio was like, "Is the show? Is it too crazy? Is it too hard to keep track of at a certain point? Or do you think that that's part of the reason why the show is so much fun?" Well, uh, as listeners to most shows recap uh, will know, sometimes I have to go back. Um, I did rewatch all of season two before this podcast because I was lost. I mean, I couldn't figure out everything that was going on in the story because one of the kind of trademarks of this show for people who don't watch it is that it really jumps ahead and jumps backwards in time a lot. So that when you see the first episode, it's called How to Get Away with Murder. And you're probably wondering, like, well, what's the murder that we're talking about? And the show setting is a criminal law class. Uh, where students are really learning from Annalise Keating, uh, Viola Davis, this experienced criminal attorney, um, just how to get away with murder, how to defend your clients. Uh, but what we actually see playing out is not only these interns that that jump into her law firm, but we see a crime in the future that they're in, involved in and they're trying to cover up. And we see snippets of that throughout the first season. Uh, and we get more and more information as we go along. It is hard to keep track of. Uh, but I think this show does play really well in a binge. And Josh, you can speak to that um, maybe better than Rob can. Uh, because, <laughs> Josh, I know you, you know you were talking about you and Emily sitting down to watch Annalise every night. Um, it maybe plays better in a binge. It's easier to keep track of uh, where everything lies. Because there are it is so jolting. There are so many twists and turns and things that happen that it, it can be very hard to track sometimes. It, it can be hard to track, even if you're watching it on a binge. Like It's just like it all kind of crams together. But... It, it almost doesn't matter like the the like you basically just have to expect that everybody has a big secret. That secret has about a thousand other secrets attached to it. 
They are all going to end up betraying each other at some point or another. Probably everybody has killed somebody at some point in time uh, or will. And as long as you know those are just like kind of like the basic building blocks of the show, I almost don't feel like you have to pay too much attention. I think that you just can get swept up in the jolting ride. I think that that's uh, I think that that's something that you can you can do. This show is set in in Philly. Bryce, how is this hey. a Philly show? Is it a good Philly show? I mean, it, the scenery looks nothing like Philly, but <laughs> I, you, but the, the people there they definitely give me Philly people. So it, it definitely rings home to Philly. And another thing to add. Everyone in the show is having sex. Everybody is having sex. There's so so much sex. It's ridiculous. It's like like the hottest show on TV, I feel like. You do. It really is. It's like, at least on network TV, I'm hard-pressed to think of something that is just like more outwardly sexual than how to get away with murder. I'm, I'm open to suggestions if anyone can throw one out. 2020. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, they talk about sex on there all the time. Oh, uh, Gotham. Rob, we're talking about all these things that we're, we're saying about the show, all the sex and lies and videotape and all the murder and everything it, with just the first episode. Do you feel like it sets up the tone for that? Is that when people are jumping in, when you jumped in and watched the first episode, was that your takeaway? Yeah, sure. I mean, I feel like it really comes across tonally, what it's supposed to be. Antonio, I wanted to know from you in terms of, I feel like we talked a lot about Scream Queens and I feel like that if you were going to sort of like deconstruct the DNA of this show, I feel like that there is a a similar tone, but I feel like that this is like Scream Queens minus camp. Is that a fair assessment? I think so. I think that there's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of people that can't be trusted. A lot of skullduggery, I think the word is. Uh, and there are those like jolting things that happen. So I think that that's fair. I don't think I think this show is very careful not to go too far into camp. They don't really want to do that. It isn't really presented that way. It's much more presented like a thriller uh, or a drama. But there there is I think they do both kind of share this sort of college setting um, where people are backstabbing each other and horrible things are happening. And the characters are trying to work their way through that for sure. Bryce, I want to know who your favorite characters are, are on here. I, I obviously Annalise, but who else do we have on the list? Well, I mean, who, who hasn't betrayed you yet? Who who has not betrayed the alliance? Okay, because I will not betray. So my girl Michaela, I definitely love Michaela. Um, I for some reason I like uh, what's her name? Well, well, this for particular this season, my heartthrob is Kayla. Woo! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I Caleb, love Kayla. Caleb is the he's the kid who is on trial or he's been kind of sort of on and off trial for the murder of his parents. So Caleb is number one in my alliance that I will never break to. I love Michaela. Um, I like Asher. Asher to me is like funny, dorky, doesn't get it. But I feel like he wants to be down so much. And I feel like so many people can relate to Asher like growing up. So Asher kind of has like a special place in my life. So uh, those are the people that have not betrayed my alliance at this point that I still like. Uh, douche base is what they call him. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call him on the show. You haven't gotten there yeah. yet. <laughs> no, I have, I have, I just am uh, out of recognition that I remember that. And now it's, it's jogging, uh, you know, more, more, uh, you know, uh, funny things that happen. Yeah. Uh, Antonio, who are, who are your, some of your favorites on the show? Well, I think it's interesting that, Bryce mentions Asher because that is somebody who I've come around on. Uh, he's, he's a guy who, who features in uh, Orange is the New Black. If anyone's familiar with that show, he plays the, the CO who's kind of like a, who gets in a relationship with one of the inmates. Uh, and he's kind of a sweetheart on that show. He's sad and sort of uh, a, a, like a you know, romantic kind of guy who gets really lost in trying to do the right thing. And then he comes under this show as Asher. And from the jump, he is a douche. And there's no question about it. Uh, he's a rich kid who uh, is kind of just trying to be cool and really trying to fit in. Uh, there's a revelation recently that none of the people that are interns with him, his coworkers, who are his classmates and who are all his age, none of them even have his phone number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of sad sack like that. But the second season, he's really been caught up in trying to do the right thing and be a good person uh, and has experienced a lot of difficulty as a result of that. So I really have come around on Asher. Josh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just turn this back around on you. Tell me about your love of Frank. Yes, yeah, mm. Frank Delfino. Frank Delfino is my guy. 
I the love boss. Frank. The boss. Yeah, the best meatballs in Philly, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I love Frank. Killer Frank. Uh, I've been I've been texting Antonio all of my adoration for Frank. I'm in love with Frank. I'm Team Frank all the way. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I have to explain. It. I just love the way he talks. Like I'm on it. You know, he's just always like he's the guy. He's the guy you send to do the thing. And it also seems like he's never going to get in trouble for you know all of the murders that he's done secretly. No one knows. He's just like that much of a badass that he's able to keep it under his hat. And I totally ship him and Laurel. I'm a big fan. I love Frank. Bryce, do you like Frank? Are you in on Frank? I do like Frank. And very Philly-esque, everybody has a cousin Frank. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, yeah. you know, we all got a cousin that we could call on when we need something. So that's what I, I really like about Frank's character. He doesn't ask too many questions. He handles business. Yeah. Yeah. Antonio's been sending me funny images of Frank in text message form. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, I, I know I know your love of Frank, Josh. I just yeah. just been trying to help you out there. You Rob say he's like, he's like he's like hot Billy Mays. Yeah, he's like a hot <laughs> Billy Mays. Like, Isn't uh, that redundant? <laughs> well, for me it is. Yeah. For me, Rob, it is. Right. But Josh yeah. had to be convinced, so yes. I had to give him the uh, the kind of evolution of man there. Uh, did did Frank or anybody else pop off the screen besides uh, besides Annalise to you, Rob? Just from the couple of episodes you've seen. Uh well I do uh really like uh Wes I think that uh that he seems like uh, uh yeah I feel like Wes betrayed Bryce <laughs> you're, you're out on on Wes I think, I, think, huh? I think he is I don't know what y'all talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we I think we have to lift the spoiler ban because I feel like Bryce you've got a lot that you have on your mind uh, so I, I do we're, we're officially what do you say guys I think at this point let's lift the spoiler ban. Watch how to get away with murder. Watch a couple episodes. See if it's for you. Uh, if it if it is, that's awesome. Come listen to this next part when you're all caught up. If you just want to hear what we have to say about it anyway, keep listening. But we're in full full tilt spoiler mode at this point, Bryce. I'm just gonna turn the mic over to you. What's what's going on? What are you feeling right now? Well, first of all, in watching the show, I'm just so freaking excited that we're two weeks earlier. Like when we're starting the show off, we always start the show off. It's like ten weeks prior. Yeah, ten weeks. Like, and so just starting to show off two weeks earlier, I was like, oh, look, thank you, Jesus. Like, we're ahead of the game. So it was just interesting to, like, we get fast forward to the scene when Wes shot, you know, Annalise. And, like, you're sitting there and it's like, first of all, Wes shot to kill her. Like, okay, Wes, I don't know what type of situation you're going through in your life, but we all just did something illegal here. So, like, let's try to get out of this. But then, you know, she brings up the Rebecca thing. And I'm not a big fan of Wes and Rebecca's relationship. And I'm kind of sort of glad that Rebecca is dead because she was going to snitch on everybody. Yes. So I really, in my life, I feel like Wes, get over Rebecca. Like, stop playing these games. Like, she, uh, I'm about to say something really nasty, but like, Rebecca to me is like a back page girl. Like, get over this girl from back page and move on with your life. But yeah, he's holding this girl. Back page girl, you know, she just gives me that type of tea, like, you know, just nasty, like a druggie. Like, I don't know. I just I'm not I wasn't I wasn't here for Rebecca's character. But what surprised me, like the first five minutes and I always say her name wrong. It's Laurel. What's her name? Laurel. 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 Laurel Castillo. Laurel Castillo. We call her short sweaters in my house. Short sweaters. Well, she's always wearing short sweaters. And the dark hair. And so I was shocked when she kind of like took the heat and was like, I shot her. And then Mackenzie was like, what the, what the hell? Why was just the leg? And she's like, I've never shot a gun before. So, I mean, it, the season already, it starts me off supercharged because I, I haven't been feeling West. I haven't been feeling the way West has been acting. I mean, granted, he has a lot of pent up anxiety, well, not anxiety, but animosity to Annalise, which is rightfully so. But at the end of the day, it's like we all kill people, more than one pe- person yeah. at this point. Like, so we should be in it together. Like, you, he, Wes needs to put on his big girl panties and stop acting like a little girl. Like, I used to love Les, Wes. Prior to this season, Wes was my Caleb. So I am just like, I just, I can't take his attitude, but I just, I'll leave it at that for now. But so it's just very interesting to see the opening up of Laurel taking the blame for shooting Annalise to the rest of the crew. Um, I thought that was kind of big and kind of like Laurel got definitely like two purple pants points in my book yes. um, for that one. Yeah. I don't know why she has to take the blame, though. I mean, they they have all killed someone. Is it just like because this would be Wes's second kill? 
They'd be like, all right, Wes is too crazy. We can't have Wes in the group anymore. I personally feel, if you're asking me, is that like the everybody else feels like I feel. Like Wes ain't coming to class. He's really showing his ass. And like the other people are not feeling him as much. So I think Laurel realized that and was like, you know what, let me take the heat because Wes is going through a lot. Because Michaela and all of them, they wouldn't have like been able, I don't think they would have been able to take Wes killing somebody else or shooting Annalise in the rib. Like, come yeah. on. Antonio, what are your what's your take on Wes right now? How are you are you down on Wes? I think he struck like he's really just kind of like having a hard time, Wes. And I, I thought the end of this half season where he was sort of pushed to this point where she's even dropping his name, what he was when he was a kid, uh, and telling talking about Rebecca and everything. Uh, Annalise has a very complicated relationship with Wes that I think the second half of this season is really going to be about unfolding. And I wonder if, if we're going to come around a little bit on Wes when we find out everything that's happened with him. Uh, it is interesting. He he was a known actor in the cast. He was in Harry Potter. He played Dean Thomas. And when he kind of showed oh, up man, on Oh, man, I didn't even make that connection until <laughs> just now. Oh, you my did? God. Snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he popped up on the – and he's British. So it wasn't – it was kind of a weird fit from the jump that he was in the show. But and, and he was kind of the eyes and ears, like, oh, I'm, you know, the, the kind of the main character besides Annalise. And he's always had this sort of streak about him where he's been more altruistic. He was investigating the Rebecca thing this whole season, like Bryce is talking about. Uh, and I think he's kind of come into his own. I think he was sort of didn't really fit at the beginning of the series. And I think we're finding him a little bit. That said, uh, he really is struggling. And I don't he doesn't really have anybody to turn to. He had that kind of um, interesting relationship with Nate where he was treating Nate a little bit like a father figure against Annalise like there's a lot going on with Wes and I think we have a lot to resolve there but I agree Laurel's really coming into her own um it is interesting that she's being kind of talked about by Annalise as the new Bonnie Mm -hmm. Uh, seeing her kind of step up into that Bonnie role even as Bonnie's sort of falling apart uh, and her relationship with Annalise is getting more uh rough we see Laurel kind of stepping up into that role so that's a that's fascinating to me because which of these people if any, would step up and be the new Frank. I mean, is that what we're going to see? Uh, that, you know, Annalise rotates through people, burns relationships. Um, so maybe one of these people is going to step up and be the new Frank. I don't know. But I think it's great to see. No one can replace uh, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> nobody can, right? Nobody's yeah. got meatballs as good, right, Josh? No, that's meatballs <laughs> in Philly. Yeah. Uh, I, Rob, have you, have you, did you notice who plays uh, Detective Nate? Did you catch that? Uh, you know what? Remind me. It's it's uh, Augustus Marks from Sons of Anarchy, our our boy. Oh, Marks! Yeah, it's Marks. Marks back. is back. Yeah, he's back. Uh, why do you like Wes so much, Rob? He just seems like to me that he is uh, a man who is going through. He is going through a hard time right now. But I think you guys are being very unfair about huh? Wes. That he's struggling with a lot of issues about his family and his background. And I don't think you're putting yourself in his position enough and i think you're really only just your love of annalise is blinding you to what wes is going through yeah wes needs a cooler walk and then we're, we're team wes again yes he's gotta he's gotta work on that bryce what do you think of this whole Kristoff mystery Kristoff, it well Kristoff. it first of all when we talk about Kristoff, then i gotta fast forward to the end because it just i don't know because when you see well first of all the hallucinations with Kristoff's mom coming to Annalise when she's knocked up on them Vicodins. Like, I'm like, who is this lady knocking at the damn door? And Annalise don't got no peephole. Like, I was like, why you just open the door with some lady with a baby? Um, so it, it is confusing me because as we've seen on the half, you know, I, the box wine is kicking in a little bit. So if my words a little slur, excuse me. We like but, it. We love it. Okay, great. But when we left off, you know, the last scene that we saw was with uh, Annalise and her lady friend lover. Um, and they're looking at each other like, oh, no, what did we just do? So we see that connection of, oh, my God, Annalise knows who Kristoff is, a.k.a. I don't even want to speak his name because we're not friends right now <laughs> in my life. But so I refer to him as Kristoff. And then here it appears that we see in the beginning and his mother knocking on the door. And then we see in the end. Annalise is with child, and I'll say that again, Annalise is with child, talking to Kristoff's mother. So it's like, what in the hell is going on? Like, I don't know what could have happened, but clearly 
if Annalise is anything like she is now, I'm assuming that Annalise back then, pregnant with hormones raging, is probably an even worser person. Um, so I can only imagine the situation that- Her walk must have been amazing. Her walk, <laughs> well, at that, it was a waddle when she was pregnant. She had a, a gangster waddle. Um, so I'm just, I don't know. But clearly it's not anything good. And clearly she would have had to have something to do with Kristoff's mother's death. So again, maybe I can open my heart like Rob is telling me to do because it is near Valentine's Day to Kristoff yes. and his situation. But I still just feel like I, I'm not I'm, I'm not really feeling him right now. But I want to know how does she know him? What she do to his mother and where the hell her baby at? Yeah, I think that's going to be the mystery of these next like six episodes or so for the rest of season two is like, what did she do to Kristoff's mom? How much does Kristoff know? What happened to that baby? Antonio, have you planted any flags in your rewatch of season two? Do you have any theories on where this is going? No, because that baby would only be like 10 years old, right? So mm-hmm. like, yeah, like we're, we're going to have a 10-year-old entering the cast here. We're gonna, I, I mean, I'm just not feeling it. So I don't know where that's going to end up. But I think the question, Bryce, that you're asking about, like what happened with Wes, with Kristoff's mom, if Kristoff is Wes and Annalise and his, her lover are like, what did we do? Did they kill that woman? Like, is that what we're meant to believe that she killed Wes's mom? Because that's dark as hell. And I don't know how, how her relationship with Wes comes back from that. What's great about Annalise is that she lies nonstop. She's mm. lying to Laurel bedside. All the time. Yeah. I mean, she's lying like, no, it didn't happen that way. Like, this is what happened. Like, just straight up lying right after she came out of her, like, sick bed uh, lying <laughs> at the hospital like Annalise just tells lies when it's easier to tell the truth so who knows what's going to come out about what happened with Wes's mom if that's Wes if Kristoff is Wes um I think that that's kind of what the suggestion is at least it seems like it is so far uh but Wes has got the gun on his bed he's all <clears throat> suicidal like I really there's something dark there that we don't really know about and we're going to find more about it for sure Bryce, doesn't everyone have to get arrested eventually? Like, they can't keep this all a secret forever. Does, doesn't this have to end with everybody in jail? I mean, I, I, not with Frank around. <laughs> Frank's just going to clean it up? Frank is going to clean it up. I think maybe one or two people will go to jail, but and Annalise will get them out, and Frank is going to clean it up. Antonio, what do you think? I feel like I feel like these guys are all they're all screwed. At least somebody has to go to jail, and if one person goes to jail, then the whole thing breaks. Well, one of the things I like about the show is that the stakes are super high in that regard, uh, but they they have narratively found ways to make it stop. Like, you know, oh, we got this prosecutor sniffing after everything we did. What do we do? Let's kill the prosecutor. Now we got to cover up that crime. What's going to happen? Like, we have to be very careful. And I do think that this is a show where chickens are going to have to come home to roost at some point. I don't think you can go through a show like this uh, and not have that happen. I mean, they were very close to that happening at the beginning of this season, uh, and they killed the prosecutor, but that was that was close, and I just don't think it's done yet. We have a little hint of that already, where Asher had gone to the cops and said, my dad didn't kill himself. There's no way he did this. He was framed, and he's waiting for the police to come talk to him. So, like, something will happen at some point, and whether they bring in Frank to clean it up again and kill somebody, I mean, I think the show can do that, but it can only do it for so long uh, before they have to kind of change their stride a little bit. And this has to, it's like Breaking Bad. It has to end somewhere. Uh, and so it'll be, it'll be great to see where we end up at the end of all of it, who goes down, how they go down, and if they get away with it in court. And is that how the show ultimately ends? But the show is called How to Get Away with Murder. Don't they have right. to get away with it? Well, yeah, that's the question is, is that if our central drama is that, are we going to get like uh, Annalise finally gets called out on the carpet for everything she's ever done and some intrepid prosecutor puts it all together and it's all right there but then the big trial of the century Annalise Keating beats the rat like I can see that happening in the final season for sure Antonio you're a lawyer you know you know you know the law that's your thing how does this show do with the court scenes and the lawyering and all that good stuff loose at best (laughs) loose at best although I'll say I mean I was a fan of Boston legal a couple other legal shows like that it's not like other shows are doing it a whole lot better. Um, for example, the recent kind of thing where they lost the hearing where Annalise wasn't there to testify and they tried to use her statement and the judge threw it out. That, that totally rang true. Like certain things, I think when they want them to, 
they do work out really well. But the it, the rest of it is not really on point. But I'll be honest, I don't think anybody's tuning into this show to learn about the intricacies of the legal system. They're <laughs> tuning in to see how people are getting away with stuff, beating raps, like, uh, you know, killing each other, sleeping with each other. Like that, nobody's tuning in because this is the best legal drama on TV. It would be funny to to poll people and see how many people watched How to Get Away with Murder when they thought they were getting into making a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> I think you say committing a murder. Committing committing a murderer. When does Stephen yeah. Avery come in? Yeah. 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 Where's Ken Kratz? Uh, yeah. Uh, Bryce, who else betrayed you? I want to I want to know more about the alliance breaking. Wes betrayed you. Who else has betrayed you here? Wes betrayed me. Bonnie completely betrayed me. I, I love felt Bonnie. like. Now, I love Bonnie, too. And Bonnie, in my book, is a soldier. And, you know, she was pissed at Annalise. She wanted her to die. And now she's back at, you know, being her puppy dog again. And I'm selfish in the aspect of, like, I like Bonnie as, like, Annalise's puppy dog. Like, you know, you get abused a little bit, but she still feeds you and treats you nice. So you always come back. So I just feel like I was a little shaky in regards to Bonnie's behavior post-season two part one of season two. But I mean, it's good to see Bonnie trying to like rebuild or kind of like, I don't even really know where Bonnie is at in regards to um, everything. Like, I don't know if what her motives are because she was really upset and really, I really felt as though Annalise pushed Bonnie to her breaking point um, at the beginning half of the season. And now it's like, you know, Bonnie's back to being like, and then I'm like, is Bonnie looking to cooter too? Because the whole Annalise being a, a lady lover threw me for a loop. But I mean, I definitely could see like, you know, when Annalise wake up with no makeup and she got her real hair out, she definitely gives like the butch. So, I mean, I, that's believable. Now that's shady. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> it just there's something about Bonnie and Annalise's relationship that they have not revealed to us yet. Because why is she sticking around? Like, there has to be something that Annalise has done in the back, or unless she licking it. And but anyway, I'm not going to take it there. But right. I'm just I'm so curious as to what keeps Bonnie coming back. But Bonnie well, definitely kind of broke my alliance a little bit. Well, she was so Team Sam. Like she loved Sam. She loved Annalise's husband, and we never really knew what the backstory was there. Uh, so I wonder, Antonio, do you think that there's anything more to reveal there, like anything more about the relationship with Annalise and Bonnie that you feel like the show really has to pull the lid off of? Yeah, let me put let me put something forward to y'all. Let me think about this for just a second. So we have this backstory we're developing now where Annalise probably knew Wes when he was a kid and maybe knew of a tragedy in his life. And we have the story about how Wes got into the school off the wait list. Uh, he got into the class kind of unexpectedly. She's always kind of doted on him and pulled him out. And we're finding out now, possibly because she knows his history and his history as a kid, when he's about 10 years old, has some darkness in it. We know the same thing about Bonnie. We know when she was a kid, some horrible things happened. And we know Annalise used those things to kind of get Asher to go ahead and say he wasn't going to testify. Annalise showed Asher the tape of what was happening with young Bonnie. And so did Annalise do the same thing with Bonnie? Did she pick her out knowing that she was a victim of a crime? Did she become a surrogate parent to Bonnie? Is that why Bonnie liked, uh, you know, the husband so much, uh, Sam? Did, because he was like our surrogate father who didn't do those things to her that her real father probably did. Is this a pattern for Annalise? Is she pulling out, like, in selecting people who are vulnerable and molding them to what she needs them to be? Is she a monster like that? I think that it's in play because I think that's the story with Wes that we're kind of seeing. And so it's possible that that same thing did happen with Bonnie. Yeah, she might just, I mean, we love Annalise, but she is kind of just like a monster. She says it a lot. It's, it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah, so it's possible that that same thing happened with Bonnie and Annalise. I don't know about Frank, but clearly Annalise needs people who are super loyal to her. And I think that it's hard to find those people. Um, Rob, I don't know. Do you think Josh or I would help you hide bodies and you know take people <laughs> out for you? Like, is that something you expect us Boy, to do? If I was stuck in a jam, <laughs> I I think that probably Antonio, I think would probably help me move the body first. I feel like I don't think that he could he could say that. I think that 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 goes against his. Uh, 
is lawyerly ethics. <laughs> but I am Italian, Josh. Just remember. Right. Yeah, you you would be his cousin Frank. His yeah, cousin I think that I know each other people. Josh, Josh we, is well documented to be more craven, and I think that oh, yeah. Antonio would yeah, like I'm Sam Well Tarly here. Yeah, I think that Antonio would be like, "Boy, I don't agree with this, but I, you're in a bad spot. Let me help you out." Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't call me. I'm out. Like I'll probably I I might like narc immediately because like I just don't want to get in trouble. There'll be pizza in it though, Josh. <laughs> There's pizza and if it's like a lifetime supply that I'm in. Do they have pizza in jail? I bet it's like survivor pizza. I yeah, bet it's, it's like not very good. Like Elios, yeah. <laughs> I like Elios. I'd be in, I'd be in. Elios after school was bomb back in it the day. Good. Now. Yeah. All right, so maybe help me move the body. Yeah. All right, I'll take that. There's Elios up there. Uh Bryce, who's the freakiest freak on Murder? <laughs> we gotta go with this. Well, I mean, I think it's like, and I, it's, uh, I hate to be like so, I'm about to say cashew, but no. So, um, but it clearly, it's the, uh, I and I can't think of his name right now. I'm, the box wine is getting to me. Who's the gay character? Oh, Connor. Connor. Clearly, yeah. Connor is the freakiest freak. I mean, he's. He's like a freak on a leash right now, though. He's like, he's got like the muzzle on because he's in the relationship with Oliver. But before that, wow. He was the freak. Yes. And then he got cool up. And you, oh no, I'm lying. No, he didn't get caught up because Connor actually is the one with uh with uh that actually contracted uh and we don't know if he has like AIDS, but I think or HIV. And I kudos to making uh, I'm about to say making a murder. Well, kudos <laughs> to how to get away with murder for bringing like the HIV topic. You know, I'm you know an LGBT supporter, and I think it's like so always so great to bring that awareness to the front line and to be like it's yeah. it can happen to you even when you don't believe that it can happen. So you should always get tested. So kudos to them for bringing that like to the the front of the line and making that awareness. So I was like really happy to see that in the regards of the awareness. But absolutely, Connor is the freakiest freak. I mean. He's like, you know, sucking and whatever, getting information, legal information yes. in the bathroom. So I don't like it that he's the gay character and being the freakiest freak. But I mean, listen, it is what it is. It's hard to ignore. I mean, he's out there. I mean, definitely. Yeah. He's always talking about sex, too. You know, he's encouraging like Michaela and other characters like to find the O, find the O, Michaela. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's just all about it. No, and but Michaela really needed that because she was dating a gay guy and didn't even really know. So right. I mean, you should have the O before you get married. So I think that that was in a very appropriate situation for him. But I'm just so mad that Connor's boyfriend is like not that cute though. I think Connor uh, should be with somebody better. But just in my he's first, a nice guy. He's I mean, a nice guy. I mean, if you need for them to hack into the the NSA <laughs> to get an email, I guess so. So, but. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, I don't know if you got into the Oliver <laughs> of it all in any of your... Uh, you'd like this, Ollie. This yes, is a good I do, li- I do like him. Yeah, good good guy. Who's the who's the Purple Pants badass on? Mm, but I, in my opinion, I think the Purple Pants badass is kind of like Nate a little bit. I think Nate gets my... Well, no, I'm lying. It's between Nate and Frank. Yeah. I like I really, Nate. Yeah, I like Nate a lot. I feel like he's been through a lot. You know, he kind of... And then I, I still... In, I'm still confused in regards to whether or not he's actually like helping Annalise or whether or not he still wants to put the knife on her back. So I don't like, I have to keep my eye on Nate. Like I, the side eye goes definitely on Nate. So I definitely, in that regards, the purple pants badass is definitely Frank with the meatballs. With the meatballs. Yeah. Uh, Antonio, what do you think of Nate? Detective Nate? Yeah, I think he's great. And I think that it's, I like how he just gets so taken advantage of by Annalise and all the time. There is, I mean, there is a sexual relationship between the two of them. That's great. Uh, but he's also just, it's kind of sad, but he's stepping up. Like, he really, he's able to put a lot of that aside. And he, it's, it's hard to know what's going on. It's like a quiet storm, that mate. Like, you know, he's, he's carrying a lot around with him. His wife is dying of cancer. Uh, he has a lot of difficulty. He seems to hate Annalise, but also need Annalise, which is a relationship a lot of people seem to have with Annalise. Uh, so I don't know where their relationship started. There's a lot this show because they want to engage in flashbacks and stuff like that. There's a lot this show could get into about how Annalise and, and Nate first got together, uh, where he was in his life at the time. And did she take advantage of that? Did she take advantage of him in some way, shape or form? Because we know she was doing it when his wife was dying of cancer. So, I mean, I don't know how far back we could go. Maybe they, you know, it's nothing more than what we already saw on screen. But I, I like I like Nate. I think he's an interesting character, and the lengths 
that he's willing to go to for Annalise speak to a lot more than we see on screen. Do you like um, the flashback, flash forward structure of the show? That's something that the show does a lot of like, as Bryce was mentioning before, like it's 10 weeks ago, two weeks ago, all of that stuff. Do you like that on the show, Antonio? Do you think that that's a good conceit for the show? And do you think it's something it could sustain across a bunch of seasons? I didn't think it could sustain it after that first season. I thought, okay, we're going to have this one big crime. Uh, and that's fine. We're going to tell the story that way. And there's going to be a bonfire and a body and all that stuff. And it's great how you get little snippets more each episode, uh, but it, it's not going to really work. And then we saw the first half of this season. We had the same kind of thing at the castle where the, you know, the, the uh, brother and sister lived and the murders that happened there and Annalise getting shot and all of it. I, I think they did start to sustain it. I'm curious, Rob, when you watch the pilot episode, is that something that turned you off to the show or that you found intriguing about the show? I feel like that it's definitely something that would want to have me keep going. I mean, that it's tough because we do this show from week to week to week. And then when we talk about a show that has like, a, you know, 30 episodes in the can, it's hard to really catch up. But I would definitely be interested to keep going with how to get away with murder. You would keep watching it, Rob. You'd be you'd be into it. It hooked you. Yeah, I would definitely keep watching. I mean, it's peak TV. You got to pick your battle. So I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to go back and catch up with the ones that I haven't seen. But it's the kind of thing where Nicole does watch this show where I feel like, you know, if it's on, I would definitely be paying attention to it. So this is a good segue talking about peak TV, catching up with shows, picking and choosing your battles. It wasn't just how to get away with murder that came back last night. It was like the return of the big Shondaland block, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal. I've never been a Grey's guy. I was a big Scandal guy. I haven't watched for about uh, a season and a half now. Bryce, are you into Scandal? I was into Scandal, and then season three kind of lost me. Then I came back for season five, then fell asleep on episode three, then came back for the reunion. So listen, I'm kind of here for it, kind of not. Yeah. Rob, have you ever done any Scandal? No, and I really I'm haven't. talking about the show, not outside. Yeah, <laughs> I've been involved in many scandals in my personal life. Right. But as far as the show goes, no. And that's another one that Nicole has uh, watched pretty closely. But it's not a show that I follow. Is she, uh, is she Fitz or Jake? Do you know? Uh, I think she's uh, Jake. Mm. Team Jake. Team Jake. Uh, okay. Yeah. I like Fitzy. I'm, I'm yes. Fitz, me, Fitz me Livia. Yeah, yes. Fitz. Uh, Antonio, you keep up with Scandal. You love Scandal, or you loved Scandal. Maybe you don't love it anymore. That's about right. I'm I'm almost current on. I'm a few episodes behind. Uh, this fifth season has really not been as pressing for me, but just because it, you talk about you know Fitz versus Jake, and I I'm probably more Team Fitz myself um, because of everything that's happened with Jake and how kind of complicated that is with her dad and everything. But um, but I, it just is telling the same stories over and over again. And it's too much B six thirteen. There's just too there's just too <laughs> many. Like will will they or won't they? Now she and Fitz are back together. Now they're not. Like oh they're apart again. Now they're back together again. And actually that part of the show, uh, even though I love Kerry Washington, that part of the show it just doesn't have any real. It just doesn't really draw me in anymore. But I really have grown to like. Uh, Melly Grant, Bellamy Young, mm. in, the, in that performance. I think they've given her a lot more to do, and she's really knocking it out of the park. So yeah. that's an improvement on the show, especially in the fourth and fifth seasons. Um, that character has really jumped off the screen and done really well. Bryce, you like Melly? I do like Melly. I am absolutely, well, mm, season two and three I wasn't, but I definitely, uh, to piggyback on what he just said, is I definitely love the evolution of Melly. And I think it's interesting because like the main character, Olivia, like she's not my girl no more. Like she's not my home girl. We and her don't text every day like we used to. And I like find myself kind of red is kind of like stepping up to the plate. So that's the one thing that I can say about Scandal is that like these subline characters have now like risen to the the front. Like I used to be a big Cyrus fan, not really a big Cyrus fan. I used to hate Papa Pope. And now it's like, I'm loving Papa Pope. I'm loving Red and I'm loving Melly. And everybody else is like, good night, I'm asleep. What's going on with Huck? And uh, Huck needs counsel. Is, is he still Cray? His, his <laughs> lips are quivering. He's sad. Uh, he's quietly like, like a wounded animal. Like, what happened, Liv? Why'd you do that? I don't understand. Like, you know, Huck is just a, he's a shell of a man. It's Can a, he make eye contact yet? He can with Olivia, at least. Uh, and, and 
But he's very wounded, this hawk. Very but, wounded. But they said a spoiler alert is that Annalise, you know, knew his mom back in the day. So, I mean, it kind of all, like, makes sense. <laughs> Annalise Keating knows hawks. Yes. It all you know, comes together. It all comes together. Annalise, she, she didn't knew his mom. They oh. met at a hospital called Seattle Grace, John. <laughs> oh, God. It's all coming together. Uh, is Scandal worth getting back into, or would you say just, like, I'll get the updates from you, Antonio, and I should be good? Uh, right now, I think it's the latter, but I, you know, they've got a lot, they've got the second half of this season here to pull it out. So we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you posted. And anyone in the room, a Grays person, could give a Grays update, or should we just say no? We don't got that. No Grays. We don't have that. <laughs> okay, get Thumbs Nicole. Down. Thumbs down, Grays. We'll get we'll we'll edit in the the commentary from Nicole in this part here. <laughs> sure, we'll, sure. We'll, we'll this would there. be the commentary of uh, so Nicole. What's going on, Grays? Oh. <laughs> You know, I can't remember. It's like I watched it, but, you know, there was a bunch of stuff that happened. And it's really, she has no recall over anything that happens on any show. Good. I like it. All right. So that's your Grey's uh, catch up. Uh, Bryce, you're like a prolific TV watcher. You watched everything, I feel like. I try to watch some things. I dibble and dabble, you know, being this the, the way my life is set up right now. You know, TV is bae. <laughs> yes. TV, we love you, bae. Bryce, what, what are your favorite shows on outside of what we talked about already? Um, I probably would have to say The 100. Yes. Uh, oh. Yes. Um, nice on the hunch. <laughs> not a big fan of the redhead, but I mean, the red hair on her right now, but we're working on that. Um, I like American Crime. Um, I love Vikings, which is getting ready to come back on in February. I'm loving Black Sails, the new season that just came out. And then... I'm loving Netflix. Like, you know, Netflix takes me back. So Making of a Murderer, I watched that in like a day. You know, nar- Narcos, Jessica Jones. And then like, I'm like super obsessed with, it's not even TV, but like Serial, the podcast, with all of that, with Fanad Sayon. So I'm just, you know, all over the place. And Game of Thrones. And then on Netflix, also, there's a show called Grace and Frankie that I'm sort of obsessed with a little bit. It's like women in their 70s and their husbands come out to be gay. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. And it's the guy, Jack McCoy from Law and Order. Um, it plays one of the gay guys. So it's just interesting to see him being a butch queen. Yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam Watterson, I think. Sam Watterson. Yes. Yeah, Grace and Frankie's got Lily Tomlin. That's got a really good Yes. Show. Yeah, it's, it's got good stuff. Bryce, you watched The Leftovers. The three of us are big Leftovers. Yes, what's your, in what's the left. What's your take on The Leftovers? Child, I, I, this, they do this to you every time. You don't know what is going on. And then, first of all, when uh, Regina King's, I was pissed off to come out to find out that Regina King's daughter wasn't. Nothing happened to her. Spoiler! Heads up! Heads up for leftover spoilers. Okay, it's good. It's all good. The season is over. Okay, then you know the season is amazing. It still left me confused. And uh, Jennifer Aniston's husband is bae. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Can I tell you something with Justin Thoreau? I feel like I'm a little down on the leftovers in Justin Thoreau when I found out that he co-wrote Zoolander too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse, uh, excuse me, Rob. Do not. (laughs) Disrespect <laughs> Zoolander. How dare you? I was like in ninth grade when Zoolander 1 came out and I like saw it twice. So I'm actually excited about Zoolander 2. So it's how, out. How, well, okay. Well, but how dare you, Rob? I'm going to see that, okay? Are you going to see it tonight? I, after this, after I finish this box one, I'm going to Uber to the movies. Yeah. Wait, was Thoreau involved with Zoolander 1 in any way? Yeah. I think so. I believe so. Yeah, he's a he's a big screenwriter, actually. Uh, he, he did that. He wrote Tropic Thunder. Uh, he wrote Iron he, Man Two. Yeah, he wrote on the Iron Man movies. Wow. Yeah, well, he's he, a, he, you he's hit Jack some. You, you miss some, you know. Yeah, when you're, when you're <laughs> walking around swinging that, uh, uh, when you're walking around as uh, with the talents that he has, I think. Okay, that, I heard what you said. Mm-hmm. I heard it too. Okay, we went yeah. up in a lot of different places. Yeah, he's a. Uh, He's he's look he's he's an actor and if you look at him as an actor he pops up in some really weird stuff he is in Zoolander he's absolutely in the first (laughs) Zoolander movie Uh, you just have to look real close for Justin Theroux because sometimes you're like what the heck is Justin Theroux doing in this thing Uh, but yeah he's a writer he's an accomplished he was on Parks and Rec Um, he does comedy he does drama he's all over the place have you ever have you guys seen Your Highness Yes I saw Your Highness in the theater 
and wow. uh, uh, James Franco, Danny McBride, stoner fantasy comedy starring Justin Theroux as the evil wizard. Check it out. Good, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh. Anyone else got anything on uh, how to get away with murder? Or should we wrap this guy up? I think let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. What what else we got going on, Rob? We've got we've got busy post show recaps happening. happening. Yeah. Here. Well, this is really a big week all across TV as uh, more and more shows are coming back in like the post NFL era of time now. Between now and when all of the finales start to happen in May, so we are coming up with the return of The Walking Dead this Valentine's Day. Josh and I did a preview podcast uh, earlier this week on post show recaps. Bryce, are you pumped up for the return of The Walking Dead? I am excited. I'm like, I'm binging uh, the last season right now. So I'm, you know, hopefully after I get back from Zoolander 2, I can fit (laughs) that in in tonight. But I am trying to binge watch the catch up. (laughs) Yeah. And then just what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I did a preview podcast of Better Call Saul with Antonio, which is coming up on Monday. The preview podcast is out, but the return of Better Call Saul is coming up on Monday on AMC. Nice. Yeah, that'll be fun talking Better Call Saul season two with you, Rob. So all that is going to be in the post-show recaps main feed, or you could subscribe to our Walking Dead or Better Call Saul feeds on iTunes. Awesome. Good stuff today. Uh, I wrote down two hashtag possibilities. I think Jaltilating was a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know how you're going to spell that, but if you can figure that out, you can you can hashtag that our way. I also liked hashtag Cousin Frank. Oh, I had those same ones. Yeah, Rob, cousin- you wrote down hashtag Backpage Girl, didn't you? Backpage Girl. <laughs> well, you know what? I was like, Backpage Girl, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then I Googled Backpage Girl. I you did. And then I was like, oh, okay. It's like an yes. escort service, yes. like in the back of the yes. newspaper. Like Bryce is saying that she's like a hoe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They don't do W2s. Yes. Yeah, sometimes I, I like to learn on the fly. All right, so <laughs> so give us some hashtag Cousin Frank or some hashtag Jaltilating or that hashtag Backpage Girl. I don't think Careful we want to do. I don't think we want to go. <laughs> yeah, right, no. We're inviting <laughs> trouble with that, so don't do that. Stay away from that. Uh, tweet that to, to Bryce Isaiah. Bryce, where are you on Twitter? What's your handle? It is Bryce Isaiah, B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. You can come holla. Come holler at Bryce. Go holler at Antonio at AC Mazzaro. Rob's at Rob Cesternino. I'm at Round Howard. We will be back next week with Jessica Leese is going to be our guest on next week's podcast. We're going to be talking about 11-22-63 based on the Stephen King book. James Franco, J.J. Abrams, Hulu. It's happening. It's all going to be out next week. We'll talk about it on the next episode of Mo Show's Recap. Bryce, thanks so much for coming on. This was hilarious. This was great. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. I love it. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.